The Free For All Roundtable. Brought to you by Lexus Avon, Canada's newest Lexus dealer. Near Canada's Wonderland in the Maple Auto Mall. Luxury is closer than you think. Round one. On round one, we say good morning to Deb Hutton, former advisor to two premiers. Back this afternoon, I'm thinking, Deb. I am all this week, 2-6. Good stuff. I was in the car yesterday, stuck in traffic, so you were able to keep me company. Jerry Agar is here from the Jerry Agar Show, 10 to noon. And what's Deb doing all next week, Deb? I'm becoming Jerry Agar. Oh, are you? We're keeping her busy. I am. Wow. This week, Reshmi Nair. Next week, Jerry Agar. Quite a spectrum I got going on here. You're like a shapeshifter. It's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, Scott, Scott Reed is here, CTV political commentator, advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin. And just before we start digging into the first topic, I wanted to apologize to all of you. Um, I, I missed that yesterday was the anniversary of the signing of the Statute of Westminster, and uh, Westminster, I should say, and I didn't get you anything. I'm sorry. Really no a, tricorn hat? No, well, you know, I got to get myself a tricorn hat. If oh, I, that's a sign of colonialism. Yeah. Well, I certainly remember when we were kids, we went to Williamsburg and my parents bought me a tricorn hat. And then my we were in the car and my sister opened, <laughs> opened the window and it blew off my head oh, and out no. onto the highway. And I guess I should have saved that for my therapist. Let's start. Uh, beer, wine, ready to drink cocktails, which I think are an abomination, are coming to corner stores and gas stations in 2020. 26. This is the unpacking of the actual plan of what it's going to look like. And Deb Hutton, the breathlessness with which this is being greeted as if we are revolutionizing everything in this province. No, we're just catching up. Oh, I, I agree. But listen, when you've been waiting for this or assuming you should have this all along, I, I think that's why people are happy. But 2026, John, man, that is a long way out. I'm guessing it has to do with the fact that the the very tight beer agreement that was that was inked under the liberals does not expire until 2025, yeah. even though the government looks like it's going to be signaling that it will expire because there's rules in that agreement that make me crazy. Like nobody else except the beer store can sell a pack of beer in 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 24s which is just ridiculous so i'm glad this is happening it is like way 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 overdue and the only thing i'll be looking for in this announcement john is a signal that we're at least starting to add some private sector involvement in liquor sales scott reed i know you have specialized knowledge on the file i think you've worked on it in the past um one quick question and then you can take this anywhere you want do you think that the beer store is going to survive uh, I don't know. It may signal that the beer lobby um, isn't willing to fight for this agreement anymore. Um, and it, but it very much was in 2016, tooth and nail. Um, so I think that's. I, I'll be really curious to hear that kind of context when they make this announcement. I'll also be careful to watch the details because the reason that this damn situation has persisted for decades is that the beer companies were willing to basically deliver beer for nil, for no cost. So that distribution mechanism doesn't get passed on in terms of price to people. So the thing I'll be looking for is, are we going to see higher prices? Now, I know Doug Ford says buck a beer. I know he says he's the tax fighter. Um, and I like my beer, so maybe I'll be willing to pay an extra dollar or two for it. But I'll be really curious to see if, in fact, uh, this is going to mean uh, higher prices uh, for the suds. I think we have several thousand years of economic history to teach us that monopolies are more expensive than competition. 
That's it. But well, again, Jerry, I, I point back to you as a matter of fact that they delivered to bars and restaurants and all those places for basically nil. And so that kept the price down. Yeah, so you know, it'll be Scott. interesting to see if they jack the price up because the people that distribute beer going forward ain't going to do it for free. I didn't realize the beer companies were a charity. Uh, they they made money hand over fist by being monopolies uh, monopoly in this situation. Uh, they, they weren't delivering for free. That's like saying, okay, you, you pay uh, this much money for a product. I will throw this in for free. There's no free involved at all. The price of the beer is mandated, okay? There's a floor set for the price of the beer. So there's only so much you pack in there. And then the beer companies were essentially delivering it for free in order to maintain their monopoly over distribution. So you can keep saying that, Jerry, but the truth of the matter is that this is likely going to have a negative impact on cost. Okay, You're going to pay more, dude. Let's listen in. This is an ad, and God bless them for buying time here on News Talk 1010, but it's because they know all the people who count listen to News Talk 1010. The Ontario Progressive Conservatives are going after Bonnie Crombie, and what, has it been two weeks she's on the job? So, get this. The Ontario Liberals elected Bonnie Crombie as their new leader. Bonnie who? I just sent you a profile. Her first act as leader, asking donors for a million bucks for her salary. That's excessive. She's a big carbon tax supporter. Oh, yeah. Check out her record as mayor. Oh, get out of here. She even increased taxes in this economy. Yeah. Higher taxes, carbon taxes. She sounds expensive. (sighs) Bonnie Crombie and the Ontario Liberals. They just don't get it. That'll cost you. A message from the Ontario PC Party. Okay, so there's a free play for you. Uh, Jerry, the election doesn't happen until 2026. Isn't this a bit premature? Well, maybe, uh, but uh, positioning is very important. I mean, there have been times when one party will position the other party on something, and then the other party spends the rest of their time digging out from it. So uh, that may be what they're trying to do. I I don't know. It sounds like a typical political ad to me. Uh, Deb Hutton, your thoughts, because you've had to design messaging in the past. Ah, we're back to basics, John, and it warms my heart. (laughs) Listen, it is never too early to brand your opponent. Never, 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 never. And you've heard me say this a million times, John, you put your foot on their neck and you don't lift it up even if they stop moving. Okay, but Scott, the first time I listened to this, I thought, wow, I mean, you're a huge majority government. She's heading a rump caucus without party status, doesn't have a seat in the House. Why are you pulling an axe out? Because they recognize the liberal brand is strong and that they couldn't leapfrog over the NDP and be an electoral threat. I mean, you know, I should say that, you know, I'm a liberal, uh, but, you know, this ad was actually put together by friends of mine and they've been real explicit in uh, having this discussion and saying, listen, we're not going to give uh, her a chance to get competitive. And, you know, that's what this ad is aimed at. Um, I would just say two things. Uh, liberals donate money. Okay. Because you can't fight fire, uh, with a water pistol. And so the party needs money. And the second thing I would say is just picking up a little bit on what Jerry said, it is pretty generic. And my experience is that these ads are most effective when they're really specific and they unlock something really inherent about that candidate, about that political uh, individual. And, you know, maybe these are a bit generic and they might get washed away. But if I was around Bonnie Crombie, I wouldn't work on the assumption that these will cause you pain, that these will be effective, and you got a counter-program. See, I love those old political commercials that just have a bass thrum in the background and a guy saying, did you know Bonnie Crombie doesn't like dogs? 
and then you just keep moving from there. Did you know she has a house in the Hamptons? Yeah, it's Did you not know in the she, Hamptons. She pals around with developers. Okay, let's move on to the Speaker of the House of Commons apologizing again and again and again. I'd say, Scott, I always come back to this maxim. Uh, how does this end? Go there now. Time for the Speaker to quit. I, you know, I honestly don't think it's that serious. I don't think that punishment would fit the crime. Uh, I've been pretty critical. I think he used really, really bad judgment appearing in his robes. I thought it was hubris. I thought it was putting on airs. And it was a mistake. He has apologized profusely. And, uh, I, you know, I... Like, we keep trashing speakers, even if they're making mistakes. I, I don't know, man. And so my gut is... Um, he probably will survive. He probably should survive. It's not a, uh, a death penalty offense in my view, but you know, he used misjudgment. So he's now put his, uh, he's put his future in the hands of others. All right. So if we reached a mania, Jerry, having taken the head of one speaker, now it's sort of like, ah, oh, all of them. You know, uh, there are a few people who enjoy piling on the liberals more than I do. But uh, in this particular instance, if there's stuff I want to see happen in Ottawa, this isn't on page one. No, but it could be over very quickly, Deb. Yeah, so I think last time this uh, group discussed this topic, we agreed it was dumb. This was the, the video for John Fraser, but not a fireable offense. I've actually moved on, so I'm, I'm going to disagree with, with Jerry and uh, Scott on this one. It's all about judgment, as we know. And he's shown it not once, not twice, but I would argue three times. What the hell was he doing in Washington when the House was in session and there are so many contentious issues? New in the job, he goes to Washington. So I actually say three strikes and you're out. This guy has zero judgment and he can apologize all he wants. It's not going to make him any smarter. And as the speaker, he didn't even meet with the speaker. He met with America's former speaker. Really? Yeah, yeah there's Nancy an entitlement Pelosi. to this guy that yeah. seems to be clouding everything else he does. That's what happens when you get a guy a tricorn hat. Uh, Paris is going to triple parking charges for larger vehicles, specifically SUVs, in order to persuade them not to come into the city and not to park. This is to limit emissions and also because they take up more curb space. Uh, is Scott, is this fair? Is this cricket? Elsa, please. Look, this is this is happening in major cities in Europe. It'll probably eventually happen here. Um, you know, it, because you know you you make downtowns unnavigable, and then you basically buy law vehicles out of the downtown area. And I think that's happening. And some people are for that, some people are against it, but I think there's a certain tug of history and inevitability to it. Yeah, Deb, we're in, I think, year eight of Paris being transformed and turned back over to cyclists and pedestrians. So I guess this is this was just a natural step in all that. Uh, I guess, but this makes me crazy as a large SUV driver, because this isn't about the environment. This is about what they call, like overt about it, social justice. This is saying we don't like that some people have more money than others. We should all be entirely equal and no one will be happy until you, you claw people back to try and lift other people up. That's not how you do it, folks. It's not how I want the world to work. If this was about the environment and, and easing congestion and pollution, and they wouldn't be putting a big tax on electric SUVs, which is part of this policy. This is nothing more than a bunch of people who don't like that people work hard and get ahead. Uh, Anne Hidalgo is running this, says it's a form of social justice. This is about very expensive cars driven by people who today have not yet made the changes to their behavior that we have made. Social justice warriors are today's totalitarians.
All right. Thank you all. Good to have you this morning. That's Scott Reed, Deb Hutton, Jerry Agar. Catch the roundtable. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.